Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. All right, with us right now, we've got Mike and Gabby Grinberg, and you guys are the co-founders of Proofpoint Marketing. You're on the web at proofpoint.marketing. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you so much for having Thank us. Thank you for having us, Josh. You know, I love this. I don't get to interview couples that often, and uh, it's so much fun because, you know, again, you know, the dynamic you each bring, I would imagine, very unique things to the business. And before we kind of get into that and how you run this together and how you've been able to work this, um, and by the way, you know, I, I also, I, like, I've got a background in this, you know, I've, I've been running my own companies for 20-some years, and my wife has been either really involved or a little bit involved, but pretty much always involved at some level. So we'll, we'll kind of get into how you manage all of that. But just give us a high-level overview of what Proofpoint Marketing is. Definitely. So we're, we're a B2B digital marketing agency. We focus our work on uh, tech companies, so software, et cetera, manufacturing, healthcare are three main verticals. And we really focus on understanding our customers' customers. Uh, that's our main thing. So through stakeholder interview surveys, et cetera, and then we build out strategies and execution plans from there. Uh, and we do performance marketing, so performance content, SEO-focused content, and paid media. Yeah. Uh, and how, how would you describe that world right now? It's, uh, it, I mean, just about like everything else, I would say everything is flipped on its head, right? The way mm-hmm. that the way that people are engaging, you know, digital is obviously, it was always important, but now it's even more important. And when you look at some of our customer base, which is more, we'll call them old school, like manufacturing mm-hmm. companies, they were behind as it was. And now they're, Kind of having an old crap moment going, okay, we really got to do this now. Uh, so that's really the, the big change. Obviously, the software companies have been digital first for a while, so that hasn't really shifted, and uh, they're just taking even more advantage of it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I definitely want to dig more into this. Um, you know, before we do, maybe just a little bit about your background, where you each come from, and how did you find yourself kind of coming together on this? Well, that's that's an easy one. Uh, we both have a background in digital marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, both Mike and I have worked for you know agencies, uh, in-house teams, and you know, so corporate teams. And Mike also has some experience on the startup side. Um, how we found ourselves working together at Proofpoint is a very interesting story. It's long, so I'm going to try to make it as concise as I can. Um, we, we started our business out of a family crisis. Our daughter uh, was born very severely premature five mm. years ago at 24 mm. weeks, mm. which was four months early. Wow. Um, yeah, she is the uh, second smallest micro preemie to be born at Children's Minneapolis and to survive till this day, five years wow. holding that record. Wow. She was born at um, 11 ounces. So very, very small. And we had a long journey. We had six months in the NICU. um, 
And uh, fast forward a couple of years. So this was 2015 when she was born. In 2017, after being two years at home as a stay-at-home mom, I knew that I was ready to go back to work. Mm-hmm. But we knew, even though I wanted to go back to work, our daughter still needed you know, to have mom and dad at home, mom and dad close by. And so long story short, that's that's kind of how we landed into Proofpoint. Uh, there was also that I lost my job and mm-hmm. the company that Mike was working for at the time in 2017, it ended up going bankrupt. So we had some external pressures yeah. uh, to kind of figure it out. And the most important reason is that we wanted to be close to our daughter. We wanted to be home. We wanted to create a company that would... Um, allow us the the free the flexibility that we weren't finding in other companies, mm-hmm. um, and so that's really the impetus behind Proofpoint. You know, we're a family first company. People first is also part of our our mantra, and we we are fully remote. We were remote before COVID, and uh, and we believe in you know being flexible so that uh, so that our employees can really focus on what's most important. And, you know, I think that we're seeing that happening now more than ever, especially because of external pressures due to the pandemic that families, you know, moms and dads, whether they work together or not, they are working together at home now. And they're also taking care of their, you know, balancing more than ever the pressures of, of kids and being a family and school and extracurricular activities. So we are, I think, a little bit lucky in the fact that we were sort of doing this before this happened. And certainly it, it, it was a change, but, uh, but we were able to really ease into that, into this new normal. Yeah. So um, Proofpoint has been in business now for over four years, right? Going on four years. Correct. Wow. Yes. Well, congratulations on that. All right. So, um, you know, again, you know, kind of life put you together. Um, but how did you, uh, you know, take, you know, kind of the inception from, okay, we're going to do this to getting your first group of clients and customers um, to make this a viable business. So uh, the good thing is, is that we didn't, it wasn't completely from scratch. So while I was working at a, at the startup that ended up going under, I was also consulting on the side mm-hmm. uh, because with our family situation, we'd gone from double income to single income. So I was doing things to make up the difference because and Gabby and I had both been in the marketing space for what, over 15 years now. Um, so we kind of took that small group of little clients and grew them and got more from there. Uh, but it was, thankfully, we both had very strong networks, uh, mostly locally here in Minneapolis. And we used that to initially grow our business. And we've used, actually, we've, we've used the referral channel, if you will, to kind of continue to grow as well. Um, and we can, we can dig into that more if, if you want in terms of, cause a lot of people say, oh, you know, you can't really depend on referrals. That's not a sustainable way to grow a business, which for some businesses, it's not like, that's not necessarily something that a software company can maybe do because mm-hmm. they need a lot more scale. But when you look at service-based businesses, I actually think it, it very much is sustainable as long as you, you have to nurture your referral sources rather than just kind of expecting referrals to fall from the sky. Yeah. So what do you do to nurture referrals? Tell me, give us all your secrets. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, at the end of the day, it's about building relationships, right? So it's, yeah. uh, it could be as simple as like, I'm, I'm part of a, a couple of networking groups and mastermind groups. And it's, you know, the, 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 the mantra generally is, and you hear this said all the time, but it's, you know, give more than you take. So 
you know, within those groups, if somebody might ask, oh, hey, you know, do you know how to do X, Y, and Z? I'm like, sure. Yeah, let's jump on a call. Let's talk about it. I'll help you out with whatever. And there's not really any inherent expectation that's going to come back today, tomorrow, a week from now, a month from now. But inevitably, it does sort of, you know, call it business karma, if you will. So it's things like that. It's, and it's being strategic about where you play, where you create your referral sources. So it's finding, okay, you know, our target is, we'll say, director to CMO level at, you know, mid-level software companies. Let's just say, okay, so let's find the, the groups where those people are active, uh, participate in them, give more than you take. And at some point yeah. people start coming and either they may want to work with you directly or they'll be, Hey, you know, Mike and Gabby are awesome. They work at Proofpoint. Go talk to them because, you know, they help me out with this other thing. Yeah. yeah so it's, sure. it's things like that, you know, it's, um, uh, and Gabby can probably talk a little bit more about this, but when we onboard our clients and clients are a great source of referrals, but again, you have to nurture that. It's not just about providing great work. Obviously that's expected. If you don't, they're never going to refer anybody to you and they'll probably fire you at some point. Um, but it's creating more of a relationship with the customers and with the clients. So uh, like we have a very um, detailed onboarding process and we kind of start building that one-to-one relationship from, from the get-go, from the onboarding side. Gabby, maybe you can chat a bit more about that. Sure. Yeah. Well, I was going to dovetail on what you were saying, Mike, a little bit before we jump into that. Um, One of the things that we have started doing, and by no means is this, let's say, revolutionary. I think a lot of people in the the marketing world have been doing this for a while. Uh, But but if you're not, you should. And, And what I'm about to say is very simple. Tell people what you do. And and I'm not saying, um, oh, hi, I'm in marketing, but really, (laughs) really provide value to your network. And so um, one of the things that that we're focusing on right now is taking all of our internal processes, all of the internal tools that we use, and putting that externally out on our website, out on our blog, on LinkedIn, and providing step-by-step detailed guides on what it is that we're actually doing. And I think that that provides several things. Um, one is that for sure it, it, it allows you to be, uh, to be thought of as a thought leader, a thought leader in your space. Um, number two, there's no question about what you're doing. You know, if, if a new client or, or a prospective client is coming to your site and they're looking and they're kind of perusing around, which most people, most uh, folks do these days is they're going to look and they're going to try to find everything that they can before they make a decision. They're going to have a very detailed outline and, and tangible information about what it is that this, what is the, it that you're going to be providing to them. The service and the level of expectation that they have is all going to be spelled out. So that's something that we are currently working on. Um, I would encourage anyone listening out there right now, we just put out a blog post around specifically our client onboarding process on our, on our uh, blog on proofpoint.marketing. And it literally details everything step-by-step from when an SOW is signed to the actual kickoff of the project, which, you know, from SOW to kickoff, um, especially in marketing agencies, advertising agencies, that can vary greatly, you know, from anywhere from two weeks to 30 days, depending on the complexity of the, of, of the account and, and the project. So we've detailed that out. Um, and, and, and is this in your blog or where, 
Yeah, it's it's on our blog. Uh, people can go to www.proofpoint.marketing and just hit blog and it's going to be right there. Um, and we provide downloadables. We provide a step-by-step flow chart of what it is that we're doing in that client onboarding process. And our plan is to really peel back the curtain uh, off of everything that we're doing and yeah. share with our audience, our network, our clients, our prospects, heck, even potential uh, employees that may want to work with us at some point. Mm-hmm. So that way we've not only documented what it is that we're doing, we're sharing it, we're creating thought leadership, and we're providing value to people that may actually be struggling with this in their business. I know early on when we were um, looking for resources and looking for ideas, the first place I go is the internet. I Google, I look, I search. And oftentimes if I don't find what it is that I'm looking for, okay, first thing I get, I get frustrated and I say, why isn't anybody sharing this stuff? Why isn't it out there? And then second of all, that gives us more credence to what it is that we're doing is to really put it out there, share it. I don't believe in this whole thing of, um, well, it's my idea and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to share that. Certainly there are, there are things in life where, you know, you want to get a patent and you want to protect your, your copyright. And, and, and there, there are times when, you know, you do have to be careful of what you're sharing, but as far as, you know, agency knowledge is concerned and client services and, and, and the marketing that we're doing, um, we feel that it, it's, it's actually a benefit to us to put it out there and, and share it with uh, people that are going to be stakeholders in our company. Yeah, and you know, some, I love this. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just uh, add one last thing to that. I mean, something that Gabby said is, you know, the sharing, really what you want to do from a nurturing referral sources uh, uh, is make it easy for people to give you the referral. People, everybody's busy, right? Mm-hmm. So if you, like as an example, if you, number one, two things. One is ask people to give you the referral because they're not just, most people won't be, won't think about you and be like, oh, let me connect Proofpoint to such and such or company XYZ to such and such. Like they just, they're not thinking about you in that way consistently. So you need to ask. But when you ask, it's, there's, there's a difference between going, hey, John Doe, can you, do you know of any, do you know of anybody that I should talk to? That's like, the word, I mean, maybe that'll work, but that's about the worst type of referral asked. One step up from there is, hey, do you know of people like this or other people like you that kind of match this ICP? That's a little bit better. A step from there is, hey, I looked at your LinkedIn connections through the sales, the you know, LinkedIn navigator, and here's the five people I would love introductions to. Mm-hmm. And here's why I think I'd be, we'd be a good fit for them. And then a step up from there is, oh, and by the way, if you want to make that, if you're willing to make these intros, here's some uh, some bullet points you could use. Like literally make it easy for them so they can be like, oh yeah, sure, no problem. I love working with you anyway. Copy, paste, boom, done. Because if you make them work for it, the likelihood of them doing it is very, very small because they just don't have the time. Yeah. You know, could you talk a little bit about your, uh, uh, so I, I was just looking at your client onboarding article here uh, and you actually put together, uh, you, you, surprise and delight is is yes. really important. And uh, you guys do a couple of cool things. You mind talking about that? Sure. If I knew we were going to talk about it, I would have brought my box <laughs> in on the call. So we've thought a lot about the client onboarding process as well as the em- employee onboarding process, which mirrors the client process to some extent, but we have, um, for those that go to the website, you'll see, we have some pictures of this beautifully printed box. It's, you Mm. know, 11 by whatever. I don't remember the dimensions. It's Mm. a very sturdy box. We use a company called, um, 
oh gosh, now I'm forgetting the name. Uh, anyway, we, we, we printed a beautiful... Try to remember the name. Try and remember the name. I know, I know. You're putting me on the spot here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, I know for sure it's on the blog post. So, so oh, okay, folks okay, can good. find it on the blog post. But we used yep. a, um, a, a service that prints... Packlane. Packlane, there we go. Thank you, Josh. Um, we used Packlane. We had our designers you know, create the box, not only the outside of the box, which is fully printed with our brand colors and logos and, and messaging and also the URL, but also when you open the box, there's a message right on the inside flap as you open it. And we're welcoming our clients to working with Proofpoint. And we have this little saying here um, called the proof is in the pudding. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, 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 that's just been sort of a mantra that we that we have at Proofpoint. So we have that written in there. And then um, inside the box, we have a, a number of swag items. So I have mm-hmm. one here handy on my desk. We have this very nice water bottle that's insulated. And, you know, we, we wanted to choose items that we thought were going to be useful and valuable to yeah. um, to our, uh, our clients. Um, we have a notebook, we have a USB drive, we have a mug. We also include a number of snacks and goodies. So in Minneapolis, we have uh, some really delicious um, snack companies and, and candy manufacturers. And we decided to personalize the box uh, with, yeah. with local food items. Um, in addition to that, there is a, um, a handwritten note from our team and um, some stickers because everyone loves stickers. And if you don't want them, you give them to your kids. You know, we, we figured they're going to get used some way or another. Um, and then in addition to that, we have a, a, a small printed booklet. It's about five by seven, something of that nature. We, we worked with Vistaprint to have them printed. Um, we used our designer and it's really just a small booklet that takes the client through and, and it's a welcome letter from us. Mm. And it's, and we tell them, you know, thank you for, you, you have a lot of options when you're looking for a marketing partner, which is undoubtedly true. And so we're really thanking and acknowledging our clients for making the choice to work with Proofpoint. In addition to that, we have a couple of other pages that talk about our mission, our vision, our values, our brand promises. Our brand promises are really what we promise to our clients, like what we're going to deliver at every touch point of our engagement with them, or at least what we strive to deliver at every touch point. Um, we have a little bit of our story, as most people don't know the background of t- to why we started Proof Points. We have a little page on that. And then the final page on the booklet is just kind of um, listing out the items in the box with kind of some fun little quirky things about these items and why we chose them. And then last but not least, we have another sort of surprise and delight. On the USB drive, we record a personalized video for each client. Um, and so we remind, you know, in that little booklet, we say, hey, pop in the USB drive in your computer, there's another surprise. So we mm-hmm. kind of take that step even further, you know, every because we're remote, um, or we're a fully remote company, we don't always have the luxury of being able to be in person with our clients for those first few meetings. We often try when it's possible to fly and to, to meet with the team. Uh, but especially now during COVID times, that's definitely not happening, at least not anytime soon. So um, not only do we try to have a positive and, and, and exciting on-screen dynamic with the, with our clients, you know, via Zoom and via our online and, and, and virtual touch points, but we also want to create a surprise and delight opportunity for them yeah. in person. I mean, and you got to, I and Josh, tell me, 
wouldn't you not be delighted to get a box in the mail yeah. that just had so many goodies and fun things and just to kick off the, the, the experience with a new yeah. with a new partner? Now, I would imagine, like, if I'm looking at the box, the cost of getting the box designed and printed, and then you got to ship it out, you're probably looking at about $100, right? Per box? A little, a little shy uh, of that. I think the, the little... total cost for these was, like, uh, if I remember it, roughly around 80, 80, 85 or something like that. Yeah. But when you compare it to the, you know, the the value that, uh, lifetime value of any client we have. Yes. That's peanuts. Yeah. I am inspired. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> so whose idea was this? Or where did you, where did you say, you know Not what? Not mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't take all the credit. You know, we yeah. were inspired. There are so many companies that do things that are similar to this, especially on the employee side. And if you look at, um, a lot of tech, you know, tech companies in, in, in Silicon Valley and, you know, that's very expected that as, as a new employee in a tech company in California, you're going to get a swag box. And so we have uh-huh. something, we, we do very similar idea with our employees with new employees that are joining the company in addition to a computer and other, you know, tech related items that they receive from us. They also receive a box with some goodies and swag and a different, uh, a different onboarding experience for the employee side. But then when we were figuring out the employee onboarding side, we said to ourselves, well, gosh, clients deserve this same experience. Clients deserve this same level of commitment and surprise and delight and love from us. And in addition to, I forgot to mention, in addition to all those goodies and the swag items, we also include um, a couple of books, several books that are inspired mm-hmm. by our culture, inspired by our philosophy on working, and and um, and and one of them is uh, a book by Simon Sinek, uh, Sinek or Sinek, I'm not sure how to pronounce yeah. his name, and uh, and it's a lovely book. It's a small book. It's it's easy to read. It's mostly. Um, uh, graphics, you know, like a, almost like, it's a, like a, it's a, a children's cartoon. book with an adult theme to it. Right. It's a children's book with, with an adult message behind it. Mm-hmm. And it really talks about really resonated with us as, as, as a lot of what he says is, is inspired, has inspired our philosophy on work and culture and, and business culture. So we encourage our clients as well as our employees to <clears throat> read that book, to keep it on their desk, to be inspired by it. And to hopefully remember that, this is the proof point. You know, this was given to me by proof point, and this is also what proof point stands for. So it's mm. a tangible reminder to say, you know, that, oh, this is why I'm working with these guys. Yeah. The one last thing I want to throw out there, too, is I mean, the box is awesome, and, you know, clients have loved it and they've uh, loved getting it. I just want to make sure that to point out that if the only thing that anybody takes away from this is, hey, I need to have a box and throw some swag in it. <laughs> that's a, that's a fail like right. look at the process and because everything the, the box on its own doesn't do nothing there's no amount of right. swag you can throw at somebody or amount of snacks that is gonna create a relationship that's just mm-hmm. that's that's just the surprise and delight is one small piece yeah of the whole thing so i, I just want to make sure that the listeners take that away because that that's the the whole thing is the important part yes i think a yes. lot of again some of these uh, you know, companies like uh, manufacturing companies, specific things like that could really use something like this because like this, most of them have this old school thing of, oh, you know, well, here's your quote, come look at our facility and we move mm-hmm. on, right? And that's it. That's your honor. You know. Yeah. All right. Tell me about, you've got a podcast that just it's launching or as of the t- as of when this episode airs, it will have launched likely. Mixing yes. business with pleasure. Tell me more. 
Yes, Mixing Business with Pleasure is a podcast about loving your work and working with your love. So as the title implies, um, we interview other couples or what we call love partners and life partners mm -hmm. that are in business together, yeah. uh, that, are, that are now business partners. And um, as of the airing of this episode, we will be live and we are always looking for wonderful couples with an, an exciting... Josh, I think Josh, we'd love to have you on the show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah Jenny are... and I have been married. It'll be 25 years uh, in, uh, in September this year. So wonderful. congratulations. Wonderful. The vast majority of those years we've been in business. I mean, only two years of that. If No, not... I don't think we've ever not had a business of some sort. Wow. And that's me and you're still together, right? I'm the... which is proof that it can work. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Josh, you just signed yourself up for an episode. So I'm <laughs> going to follow up with you after our call today. Um, and yeah, we would, if there are any other couples and we know that there are plenty out there um, and it's a wonderful thing and we want to inspire mostly what we want to do through this podcast is bring about these stories of couples that work together. And we have had couples, I mean, some really, really exciting stories, couples that have gone through therapy together that were on the brink of, you know, mm. losing their relationship and, and they turn it around. Um, couples like us that, that have a child that, you know, has a, a complex medical history or, or medical needs um, that they balance not only their relationship as husband and wife, but their needs to the child, as well as the growing needs and the demanding needs of their business. So there are so many inspiring stories out there of husband and wife or, you know, again, love partners, life partners that, um, that take something that is often a, a, a difficult, challenging, uh, trying time in their lives and they turned it into a business or they fuel that, that those learnings and those challenges into creating a business, into developing the life that they want or, or the company that they want to create because it's just not out there or the service that they want to provide because it, it's lacking in some other industry. So um, we're very inspired by this. We're very excited by this. Josh, yeah. I'm absolutely going to love to have you and Jenny on our show. And, um, and if there are any other uh, listeners out there, uh, please check us out. We are It's Mixing Business with Pleasure. Uh, the podcast will be live as of this airing, so you can check us out on all major uh, podcasting yep. networks. Uh, we have our social channels, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. We will also be launching a, Facebook, a private Facebook group for husbands and wives and love partners to connect and network and, um, and go even deeper with us on the podcast. Um, and we'll have the, the website URL is mixingbiz, B-I-Z, with pleasure.com. And if any listener would like to connect with us directly, please find us on LinkedIn. We're very active there and we respond right away. So that's a great place to reach out to us. And the website is proofpoint.marketing. Mike yeah. and Gabby Grinberg, co-founders. Thank you so much for all of this. This is a great conversation and looking forward to hearing the podcast and looking forward to uh, being uh, one of the episodes. Absolutely. And, uh, can't wait to, I'll promote that. Just keep following me on all the socials. I'll promote that episode when it goes live. Thank you so much, Mike and Gabby. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Josh. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com 
Bulletproof.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.